Amen. amen. Church, say amen. amen. Church, say amen again. Amen. What a mighty God we serve. It is 11.25 on the news. That's military. <laughs> Praise Jesus. God is a mighty good God, isn't he? I want to I wanna bypass and skip all the traditional formalities. Jesus is good. Can I get a witness? Jesus is my joy. This morning, we want to challenge you out of the book of Hebrews, the book of Hebrews, and I think that's after James, or before James, excuse me, Hebrews. Hebrews is the book just before James, amen, and I think it's after Titus. Hebrews chapter 6. Hebrews chapter 6, when you get it, say amen. amen, and we're going to be looking at verse 10, but there is a problem before our passage. In verse 10 it says, for God is not unrighteous to forget your work and labor of love which you have shown towards his name, in that ye have ministered to the saints and do minister. This morning we want to preach around the subject, our faithfulness is never forgotten. Our faithfulness is never forgotten. A believer's faithfulness, fruit-bearing, and labor in God's vineyard involves a purposing, a plowing, a planning, even a pruning before there is a producing of crop. Not to mention a perseverance to wait for it all to take place. And when we understand the job of laborers in the Lord, they are people who work even to the point of exhaustion out of their love for Jesus Christ. They must submit in order to serve, and they must surrender their rights in order to receive a return on their benefit. And these faithful laborers give of their time, their talents, and their treasures. They literally hold nothing back from the Lord. They've learned the formula for being blessed, right. to seek ye first 
kingdom of God and his righteousness and everything else will fall into place. And it's this faithfulness of these laborers that show not only fortitude, but a willingness in difficult times of testing to continue on in the midst of toil. Amen for the Lord. God promises that those who are faithful, 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 and are committed will be facilitated by his blessings. Amen. Here in the book of Hebrews, Hebrews is a epistle written to Hebraic Christians, those who came out of Judaism and found themselves saved in Christ. And the theme, as you know, is the superiority of Jesus Christ. Right. That Jesus is better than everything and everybody. We don't hear enough preaching about who he is. Can I get a witness? We're so busy talking about prosperity, we don't even know who the prince of the universe is. Yeah. The superiority of Jesus Christ, he's a superior person who brings a superior priesthood. Because his priesthood is not from the tribe of Levi, his priesthood is a whole nother priesthood from the tribe of Judah. He is a superior person who brings a superior priesthood who leads us into a superior perfection and ends on a superior principle called faith. That when, when you begin to look at this epistle that we, we see in this particular layout of scripture, first we see a problematic situation that we must resolve before we get into our text. I, I, am, I am a stickler for hermeneutics. That means doctrine of interpretation. I'm a stickler for, amen, uh, getting into the scriptures and uh, before you can expound You've got to examine, you've got to expose, you've got to elaborate, you've, you've got to ask the interrogative questions, who, where, why, what, and how. You've got to, amen, get into the text in, 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 in a deepened way in order to open up the scriptures. And, 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 and when I look at chapter 6 and verse 10, um, just by way of observation before amen, we, we try to do interpretation. In verse 10, it says for, and, and you don't typically begin a sentence with for. For goes back to but in verse 9, and but goes back to but in verse 8, and but in verse 8 goes back to for in verse 7, and for goes back to if in verse 6, and if goes back to and in verse 5, and goes back to for in verse 4, and, and for goes back to and in verse 3, and verse 2 says of, and, and, and when you keep Moving back, you get to therefore, which is another continuation. 
which has to be elaborated before we can pull out and preach this verse. I'm tired of preachers isolating and not exegeting. Can I get a witness? And so if you're going to be a good Bible student, you've got to do the hard homework of interpreting in this context what the writer is speaking of. Do I have a witness? And, and child of God, when you, when you go back to chapter 5, go there with me, verse 11 to, to 14, we, we, we will see, amen, and, and, and by the way, I didn't take this far enough back, the therefore in 6, 1 goes back to the but in 14, for the 4 in 13, for the 4 in 12, the of in, in 11, called in 10, and in 9, 8, though, and, and, and you just keep going back, going back, till you end up, amen, of talking about the superiority of his priesthood in their qualification. I, I, don't, I don't want to deal with that but exegetically, but I do want to say in verse 11, it says, of whom we have many things to say, hard to be uttered. Listen to this. Seeing ye are, here's the thematic thrust, it's the third warning in the book, you guys are hard of hearing. You're dull. You're dull of hearing. Wow. And what he's dealing with in this dullness of hearing is that because we cannot hear what the scriptures are really saying, listen to this, it, 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 it affects negatively our growth and maturity in Jesus Christ. Because we are hard of hearing, we can't grow spiritually. And then, in the verse, and, and, and then he says, verse, four, verse, verse 12, for when the time you ought to be teachers, he says, some of you teaching ought to become students again because you don't think you know everything. You don't really know everything you think you know. You're dull of hearing. You need to go back and become a student before you get up to teach. Hey, that one alone. And the interesting thing in this text is that in verse 13 and 14, he deals with this thing of using milk, amen, and then he contrasts that with meat. Milk is for babes. Meat is for full age. Do, you, do I have a witness? If you are a babe and you have no teeth, you cannot eat meat. Some of y'all know that now. But more importantly than your teeth, you don't even have a digestive system to digest the meat because the meat is too heavy for your system. Ah, that's why you're dull of hearing. But then he says, verse 14, but strong meat belongs to them that are mature for age, even to those by reason of, and here's the word he uses, their senses. And the Greek word there deals with the ability to discern good from evil and right from wrong. The reason we have to give babes and babies so much attention is because they can harm themselves. The reason we 
used to put ba babies in a cradle and in a playpen. It was really a jailhouse so they couldn't crawl around. Are y'all praying with me? And people in Christ who have not grown, who don't have their senses exercised to full maturity, are dangerous. They're not dangerous so much to the church, they're dangerous to themselves. They'll come up in here as saved and try to live like the world out there. They'll come to Christ and keep trying to do what they've been doing. Not understanding that they no longer own themselves. They try to act like the world when God has called them out of the world. They're a danger to themselves. And in this context, the therefore is essentially dealing with this matter of dull hearing, amen, and the inability to discern. And what the writer does is he says, therefore, leaving. And I want you to catch on to these words he uses. Principles, which in the Greek means beginnings. And, and, and doctrine, which comes from the word logos, word. And perfection, which means maturity. And foundation, which means repentance and saving faith. That once you start to grow up in Christ, you ought to say goodbye to certain preaching. We ought not be running around here arguing about tongues. Tongues is baby stuff. It's baby food. Baptisms is baby food. Uh, the law is baby food. Your regiment of how long you prayed is baby food. Yeah. How many straight Sundays you came to church is baby food. Mm-hmm. I mean, the writer says, leaving these basic, immature principles, which is babyish, amen, that we ought to go on, here it is, to maturity, perfection, not laying again the foundation of repentance from the dead, works and faith toward God. Now, let me deal with the problematic passage here before we get to my Amen. Sermon, and that is that it appears that the writer is saying you can lose your salvation. That you're not saved forever. You messed up, you're going to hell. That's what it appears to say. Hermeneutics is the law of interpretation, and one of the laws of interpretation is that no one scripture is of its own interpretation. I'm so sick of these preachers, evangelists, bishops that take one verse, pull it out of context, preach it at you, giving it wrong definition, and you run with it. 
So if it appears that we can lose our salvation, we have to call a time out. Because one of the rules of interpreting scripture is, listen to this, you do not take the obscure over the obvious. You do not take the cloudy over the clear. If, if there's a multiplicity of scriptures that say we can never lose our salvation, then the writer cannot be saying we can. Are y'all getting this? Yeah, that's right. You say, well, where did you get that from? I'm glad you asked. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son to whosoever believe in him should not perish but have eternal life. For by grace he saved through faith, a amen, uh, through faith, by grace. And that is not yours. That's a gift of God, lest any man should boast. For whom he did foreknow, he also did predestinate to be conformed to his image. Jesus said, no man can pluck him out of my hand. All that the Father give me shall come to me, and I will no wise cast him out. My Bible confirms the fact that once I'm saved, I can never be lost. Can never be lost. Can never be lost. I don't care what I do. I can go out and commit adultery. I can take drugs. Uh, uh, listen, listen to me. Listen to me because some of y'all got a problem with this stuff. Yeah, I can, I, I, I can go to a club. I can drink. I can get drunk. I can do all that and I will still be in heaven with you. Because what I do has nothing to do with what he did. He was hung up for my hang-ups. Now, if I'm truly saved, if I'm truly born again, God is not going to let me go back into the vomit that he pulled me out of. Somebody need to preach this stuff. Yeah. While, while I was talking, I saw some of y'all getting happy. Like, can't go back. You don't even want to go back. He deals with your desire. Can I get a witness? We, we make mistakes every day. We sin every day. But guess what? They're, they're, they, they are mistakes and sins of ignorance. They're mistakes and sins of weakness. It's, it's not because we pre-planned. Can I get a witness? That I'm going to do X, Y, and Z. You can't do it because when that seed gets on the inside, when the Holy Spirit lives on the inside, can I get a witness? He sends a power. Doesn't he send a power? He sends a power. With my flesh I serve, uh, in, in my flesh I serve the law of man, but in my, in my mind the law of God. I just thought I'd throw that in there. So here's the thing that the writer is arguing. He says in verse 4, for it is impossible for those who were once enlightened. Now let me stop. When you become enlightened, that means God takes you from blindness to sight. Once you get sight, spiritual sight, you can't go back to blindness. Are y'all getting this? And, 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 and he uses the word enlightened, amen, and tasted of the heavenly gift. That's Jesus. You've tasted of Jesus. When you get a taste of Jesus, it starts changing your taste buds. Are y'all getting this? Uh-huh. And, 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 then, and then he says, listen to this now. Don't miss this. Verse 4. And were made part.
partakers of the Holy Ghost. Now, 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 now look what he says, and it's all hypothetical, conditional. He says, and have tasted the good word of God and the powers of the world to come. If, conditional, hypothetical, if they shall fall away to renew themselves again to repentance, seeing they crucified themselves the Son of God afresh and put him to an open shame, the argument is, once I'm saved, I can never fall away, apostatize back into uh, darkness and hell. Listen to this. If I do, listen to me, if I, if, if I do, I can never again repent. And get right. Strong argument. Strong argument. And then we get to verse 9. But beloved, here's a major transition, we are persuaded better things of you. Why? And the things that accompany Salvation. Now, what are the things that accompany salvation? Glad you asked. Uh, Ephesians 2, 10, don't turn, that ye are his workmanship. Greek word poem. In Christ Jesus, listen to this, unto good works. That when we get saved, God all, all automatically reprograms us towards good works through the power of the Holy Spirit. James says that we are not only hearers of the word, but we become doers of the word. So what Paul, I mean, what the writer begins to do in verse 10, he then moves on to substantiate that our faithfulness to God is never ever forgotten. I want to point out three critical characteristics of why your, the faithfulness that we have towards God will never be forgotten. Hopefully, this will encourage you to keep on keeping on. First, we see a faithfulness that is recorded. Recorded. Well, what do you mean by recorded? Well, what's inferred here is that everything we do is being recorded. Now, now let me let me let me let me set your hearts at ease. As Christians, you will not be judged for sin. All sin was judged at the cross. And don't, don't dismiss that too eagerly. If Jesus said, I paid for all your sins, past, present, and future, and he did, and you go out willingly, sinfully sinning because he paid for it, you're grieving the Holy Spirit. Amen. You're quenching out the Holy Spirit. You're tempting God. That's another sermon. In other words, I'll say, well, I know my sins are forgiven, so therefore, Go ahead. it's dangerous. 
What begins to happen in this text is what's being recorded is righteousness and ruin, right motive and wrong motive, self-centeredness, pride, or spirit-led and peace, service that submits, character and claim, fruitfulness, amen, uh, and not frowning, praise and not pouting. What, what God is saying is, now get the strength of this, that's predicated and based on my attributes. That for me to forget what you've done towards me is like me becoming unrighteous. All right. All right. Come on. Come on. Oh, God. For, verse 10, God is not unrighteous. To forget. Forget what? Your work. What work? In his name. <clears throat> Here, here's, here's something I'm going to throw in parenthetically. Not only are you being recorded, I'm being recorded by way of works, but the world is being recorded. When you die and I die, listen, we all Romans 14, must appear before the judgment seat of Christ. The beamer seat. We're going to give an account for our works. What have you done since you've been saved? What was your motive for doing it? And, and so we shall appear, not for sins, for works. 1 Corinthians 3, Romans 14. The world's got to give an account. Revelation chapter 20 at the great white throne judgment when they are resurrected from that from from that from literally from hell and stand and the books plural are open why plural I'm glad you asked one book is the Lamb's book of life they ain't in there so at the judgment seat before they consign me to hell I am standing there before Jesus Christ in all of his power and glory. And Jesus tells the angel, open the books. And I, I can't find Raymond Gordon in the Lamb's book of life. Well, he's going to hell for rejecting Jesus. Open the other book. The other book is the book of works. And whatever's in that book about your life, will determine your punishment in hell. Luke 12, some will be beaten with few stripes, others will be beaten with many stripes. Now, just like there is, yeah, a range of punishment in hell, there's a range of rewards in heaven. Jesus gave a parable. He says, you've been faithful over a few things. I'll make you rule over many. The rule over many is for heaven. Is, it's the jurisdiction of what you're going to do when you get the glory. It's the promotion you get when you get the glory. So we are working right now for eternity. Are you getting this? Ah, that, that, that is, if all we do is come to church and sit, all we do is come to church and complain and criticize. You might get into heaven, but you're going to be somewhere in the corner. All right. 
You'd be praising from the back. Thank you, Jesus. Because the whole universe will be inhabited by God's people. Reverend Green, because you were faithful, don't thank me yet. I'm going to place you over Venus. You are the governor of Venus. On Venus will be angels and saints. It will be thousands of people there. Amen. Working for me. You are going to be in charge of Venus because you were faithful in St. Matthew's. Brother Arnold, because you were faithful, I'm going to put you over Jupiter. All right. Y'all getting this? I wouldn't dare do that. I was tempted to do that. But, but the fact of the matter is, is when we understand what the Lord is saying, he's saying, for God is not unrighteous to forget your work, argon, Greek word, your task, your employment, and later love. He deals with this matter of working in his name, not working for your name. Working in his name. Oh, let me stop. Let me stop, Pauls and Park on this one. Your motives come into play. I was saying something last Sunday, and I, I, I prayerfully hope you didn't take it wrong. Listen to me. Listen to the A's. Some of us are insecure from our history and replete. Some of us need the attention of others so much that we will compromise everything. If I'm the pastor of this church and I am, you ought not be taking in people's phone numbers becoming their counselor. I'm the one that's appointed and anointed. These sheep under my jaw, they ain't your sheep. So you become a false Shepherd. Y'all ain't getting this. You shouldn't be giving people counsel without talking to me. Especially spiritual counsel. You can give you can give life counsel. You know. Well, you know, pray for me. My husband threw a shoe at me, and your counsel might be well, throw one back. I mean, that's fine. That's fine. I, you know, but you ought not become people's counselor when I've been appointed and anointed as the under-shepherd. Uh, some of us just need attention. We got attention deficit problems. Some of us are teaching because we need attention. Some of us want to be up front because we need attention. Some of us dress out of this world because we need attention. I don't need attention for what I'm doing. I had all the attention in the world I could stand. I'm not hungering and thirsting after attention. Not only do we need attention, we need approval. We need somebody to approve us. Well said, Pastor. And we can. Well, how'd I do? You, you did good. 
That's like Kent coming here every week to play. Now, Kent know he can play. He's good. Kent, well, how did I play? I get tired of you. I don't want to hear that no more, man. Just play. <laughs> well, how did I sing? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We, some of us just need approval, and then some of us need acceptance. You're a bad leader if you need all that. Because what's going to happen, you're going to compromise your ethics to get that fix. It's a fix. Are you getting me? And we see it in marriages. We see it in relationships. You know, well, 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 how do I look? You look good, man. Well, how do I really look? <laughs> Go to the mirror and talk to the mirror. I'm tired of talking to you. Now, listen to pastor, because what happens in this text is that God is recording every work we do in his name. Amen. The motive, the manner, amen. He's recording everything. He already, in fact, he's already, he's already on top of it. He says, look, look, look at this, for God is not unrighteous to forget your work. I preach tithing to you. I've been tithing over 30 years. It was never predicated on how much I was made. It's a managerial priority. Are you getting this? You know what I told my kids recently? We was on vacation. I said, you know why y'all being blessed? Because your mother's hand and my hand is on the plow. Don't mess that up. You know why some of you were blessed? Because your grandmother and mother served. That's why you blessed. Are you getting me? They walked with God. You got some of the benefits because you belong to them. Y'all ain't getting this. The 12 sons of Jacob was blessed because of Jacob. Can I get a witness? And Jacob was blessed because of Joseph. So, child of God, when you understand that this thing of God recording your work, has to do with two things, your blessings now and your blessings later. I love Peter. Oh, impetuous, impulsive Peter. Here go Peter. Lord, let me ask you a question. We have left everything to follow you. What are we getting out of this deal? Jesus said, Peter, you will receive a hundredfold in this life with persecutions. Here's what Jesus told Peter. Oh, you're going to get blessings, but you're going to have some battles. Can I get a witness? See, 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 and we, we, listen, the battles balance out the blessings. When you go through enough hell, you learn to thank heaven. And you remain humble, don't you? Don't, in, in, in their balancing act in your life, God will place one thing in your life that you, you can't change to keep you humble so he can keep on giving you. And the more he gives you, you put all that in context. Because when the privileges are met by pain, it balances out to praise. Y'all ain't getting this. Y'all ain't, ain't getting this. Y'all ain't getting this. The privileges 
And the pain helps me to praise him. I don't get too heavy just on privileges. I remember my pain and my wormwood. I, as Jeremiah said in Lamentations, I, rem I remember all this hell I'm going through. I remember all the hurt in my life. I remember my history. I remember my pain. I remember what I'm going through in the midnight hour when you're not in my house. I, re I remember all the stuff I've been through. So every time God blesses me, it's balanced out. And I've learned to praise him. Thank you for the mountains and thank you for the valleys and thank you for the storms you brought me through. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. I don't get big-headed because the Holy Ghost don't let me get big-headed. He's got a thorn in my flesh that he keeps hitting so I learn to be humble in his presence. Keep living. Keep on living. And much is given, much is required. I wish I, you don't. Watch what you're wishing for. Watch what you're wishing for. You say, well, I would love to sing like K. You don't know what K been through. To sing like that. That kind of singing ain't coming from no vocal cords. That singing is coming from victory. That, that, singing, that singing is coming from something she has walked through. Oh, I'm preaching up in this place. When you've been through something, Lord have mercy. When you've walked in the valley, when you've been in trouble, when you've been hurt, when you've been abused, when you've been hit on every angle, and God allows you the privilege of preaching and singing and teaching, and, and you, you learn to humble yourself and say, if it had not been, for the Lord who was on my side, where would I be? I'm, I'm in remembrance. I heard Jeremiah say, I'm in remembrance of all my pain. Can I get a witness? God, I was mad at you. God, I was upset with you. God, I was tired of you. But his mercy are new every morning. Great is thy faithfulness. Uh, uh, uh. Thank you, Lord. That, that's why people ask me, well, do you work for, no, I work for Jesus. I don't work for St. Matthew, I work for Jesus. Can I get a witness? I, I work for Jesus because everything is now unto him. Can I get a witness? Y'all ain't getting this. 25 years ago when I came here, by the grace of God, married, living in Philly, no kids. I was coming across that bridge every Tuesday night Bible study to 10 o'clock at night. Every Wednesday night Bible study to 10 o'clock at night. Every Friday night Bible study to 11 o'clock at night. Every Sunday morning preaching twice, working 40 hours a week and traveling in the government, and I never blinked at it because I was trying to plant seed. Can I get a witness? You cannot do anything and be lazy. You, you got to give. You got to, you got to drive. You got to, come on now. Somebody know what I'm talking about. And even before I started pastoring by the grace of God, 
We out there in front of the gallery back in 77, 78, giving out 800 tracks a week. Can I get a witness? And, and I wasn't going to front. There wasn't no glory out there. It was a bunch of mess out there giving people tracks, trying to lead people to Christ. And God says, oh, I'm not forgetting anything. Can I get a witness? If you're faithful with a little few things, I'll make you rule over many. Can I get a witness? You can't get to the big till you do the small. You, you can't get to the much till you do the little. Can I get a witness? God is recording our faithfulness to his word. Never did it for money. They ain't had no money to pay me. People bring me tomatoes and cucumbers. Hey, Pastor, I got a farm. I ain't got no money, but take this. Thank you, baby. Appreciate it. That's why I chew you out. After 25 years, you get up in my crawl talking about, well, let me ask you, ain't answer me nothing. My record is on high. Can I get a witness? I don't owe you no explanation. I've been working in the vineyard when some of y'all were still out there getting high. In fact, a whole lot of y'all out there getting high. In fact, most of y'all getting high. Who's out here working in the law. Move on. Don't start no stuff up in here. Look at this. Listen to this. Secondly, we see a faithfulness that is reviewed. Look what he says. Labor of love. Paul talking to the church of Thessalonica said in first chapter, for he says, I praise God without ceasing. For your labor of love, your work of faith, your labor of love, and the love expression you've shown towards my name. The word labor is exhaustion. You're working to exhaust. You're not working a couple hours here. You know, and, and that's, that's, that's why Friday nights, our youth leaders, the youth department and youth leaders are most important to me. These folk, they don't get paid. They're here every Friday night with your disobedient kids. I watch parents pull up the car. First of all, they break the five-mile-an-hour speed limit. They pull up to the side of the FLC. Get out! Kick the kids out. They go into the mall. They go into the movie. They go into dinner. And your little grunt monsters come in the door and somebody else got to take care of them. I love you. I love your kids. And I'm speaking the truth. You want to get rid of them for three hours. And then you want the church workers to take care of them and you don't even give us permission to hit them. Get, get over Get over there. Boy, this is great for TV, right? But, 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 but listen to this. Listen. Then you got a nerve to come here later than 1030 to pick them up. So now the same volunteers got to wait around to midnight before you decide to pull back up and pick them up. This is not an animal hospital. Will you drop your dog and cat off and decide to come back when you want to go? No, this is ministry. Right. 
I'm like Popeye. I'm taking all I can stand. I can't stand no more. <laughs> Pastor, what's the problem with the youth ministry? Ain't no problem. You the problem. Take them to the mall with you. See, we don't understand the commitment and energy it takes to do ministry. Amen. I'm not speaking about all kids. We got some great kids in here. <laughs> hey, look at it. He says, your labor of love. Now, he's talking about our service. He's talking about our sacrifices, our support, our stick to itiveness, our steadfastness, our sincerity, our sanctification, our submission, our surrender. He's talking about labor, love, and loyalty. Labor working to the point of exhaustion. My God. I remember I, I first came here, I got all the, and, and I know I'm getting older because the people that I took up on a youth retreat are now some of them grandparents. <laughs> Keep living. And periodically I get calls from them. Pastor, I'm in D.C., I'm in Washington State, I'm in Alabama, I'm in California. Pastor, thank you for everything you poured into me. And momentarily, I get this exhilaration that I helped somebody. Are you getting this? And the same has happened to you. People in church will come up to you and say, thank you. You meant a difference in my life. You helped me out. It's good stuff. That's encouragement. To keep on keeping on. Can I get a witness? Had a member leave some years ago, and literally, she left the church, and that's when I was gun ho about lost and found, trying to find them, figure out what happened. Um, finally caught up. She actually blamed me as pastor for her son getting on drugs. Well, you know, if you had, oh, baby, whoa. I'm, I'm barely existing without drugs. You, you, are, you, are you kidding me? I'm, I'm, I'm fighting the bottle myself. Jeez, I'm trying to, trying to stay above water. But that's how people, no, that's how people personalize and they need somebody to blame for what's not going right in their lives. And that's why I tell these guys, if you're going to pastor, you're going to make enemies. If you're going to pastor, everybody's not going to appreciate you. Everybody's not going to like you. Everybody's got opinion their own. You understand? That just, that just comes with territory. Can I get a witness? You can't be all things to all people. And please God. Are you getting this? Once you please Jesus Christ, you're going to tick off a whole lot of others. 
Can I get a witness? Once you take a stand on the word, people gonna have a problem with you. Oh, I'm preaching up in this place. So who's important, God or man? Let God be true and every man a liar. Check it out. We not only labor, but we love. Motivated to love. Then loyalty, a predetermination to continuance. Just keep on keeping on. That, that, that when we look at this thing talking about the labor, 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 labor of love, I don't always feel like coming here on Wednesday nights. I don't always feel like coming here on, on, on Sunday mornings. I don't always feel like dealing with certain things. I got to de deal with it because I'm doing it for Jesus. Are you getting this? And as long as I'm pleasing him, as long as I'm doing his work, as long as I'm doing it his way, I, listen, I got great elders around me to help me spiritually. I interface with them about the spiritual things of the church. I got excellent corporate level chiefs, amen, that I interface about administration and management. They are brilliant, and I listen to them sometimes. So you don't get upset because I didn't listen to you. I tried to talk to him. First of all, you only come to church once a year. The fact of the matter is, God is recording, God is reviewing everything. And if we do it God's way, we come out on top. If we're faithful to him, he blesses us. He blesses our children. He blesses our families. He blesses our, our see, you, you, don't, you, don't, you don't, see, you think you know the Bible, you don't know it. Listen, because of Joseph, 11 others got blessed. Yes, sir. Joseph said, you meant it for evil, but God meant this thing for good. Can I get a witness? Job chapter 1 blows my mind. We know about the agreement with God and Satan, but here's what Job said about his kids. Job went to the Lord and offered up sacrifices in chapter 1. Here's what he said. Lord, let me sacrifice for my children because they may have sinned. You ain't getting that. When I get on my knees about my children and about this flock, and I pray for each and every one of you, when I get on my knees, I'm interceding for you. Lord, bless every, their children. Bless their children. Bless, if I know their name, I call it out. I can't call everybody's name. I'll be there all day. Lord, bless their families. Can I get a witness? When I'm on my knees for my children, Lord, if, if they sin, forgive them in the name of Jesus. Turn them around. Reach that I'm interceding for them. That's what a good parent does. A good parent prays. Can I get it for, for their children? And, amen. Praise for their marriage and praise for their ministry. You ought to be on your knees Every day, calling out individually people in your family that you know is either not saved or need healing, you ought to be on your knees. My Father, in the name of Jesus, will you just touch their hearts and turn them around and break their wills and save their souls and bring them back home in the name of Jesus Christ. You ought to be praying for them. You know why? Because somebody prayed for you. Songwriter says, somebody prayed for me, had me on their mind, took the time to pray for me, and I'm so glad they prayed. 
I know somebody's praying me when I was overseas, Doc. I went in too many hell holes and came out unharmed for, some, for somebody not to be praying for me. I know they was praying for me. They was praying through spirits, demons, demonics. They were, they were praying. They were praying. Listen to this. We see a faithfulness that is recorded, reviewed, and then finally rewarded. Look at the bottom of this verse. He says, recorded as God is not a righteous to forget your work, review labor of love, which you have shown towards his name. Now, here's the third point, rewarded, in that you have ministered to the saints and do minister. That's a heavy verse. God knows your record of committed ministry, fruit bearing. Now, think about Joshua. I was talking about Joshua this morning. Listen to me. I love this. Joshua had no inkling that God was going to choose him. Joshua didn't play politics. Joshua did not plan to be in charge of Israel. Joshua was just being faithful to Moses. Yeah. You got folk up in church planning, plotting, politicking. Thinking God don't see. And let me tell you, the Bible says, he that would be great going to be least. The ones that are reaching for stuff are never given. Because whatever we get in life, God's got to give it to us. You don't reach and plan and plot for anything. God is sovereign. But then when you look at not only, yeah, the record of committed ministry, you look at the record of cooperative ministry, I think about Caleb. Remember Caleb, Joshua's buddy, road buddy? Twelve spies went out, two came back, faithful, the other ten was unfaithful. Well, what did Caleb get? Caleb told Joshua, all right, Joshua, I'll help you. What are you giving me? Joshua said, I got you. He gave him a mountain. And then Caleb gave the mountain to his daughter. You see, I believe that if my hands are clean, you know what keeps me going like the bunny rabbit, the ever-ready ever rabbit, take a lick and keep on ticking? Because I know this word. If I'm hooking and crooking and dirty and shucking and jiving and stealing and lying, then God can do anything he wants to do. But if, I, if I'm walking, Lord have mercy. Ain't no perfection here. I sin every day. But if I'm walking in the light, my hands are clean, I tithe, I serve, I try to, I, I try to minister to his people, I try to be faithful, I know I'm going to get a mountain down here, Doc. Yes, I know the Lord is going to bless me. Can I get a witness? I, I know the Lord is going to see me through something. Do I have a witness? I'm not talking about being a millionaire. I'm talking about God just pulling up to me with some peace. I'm talking about God pulling up to my side with some extra sanctification. I'm, I'm talking about God giving me power when I would be in poverty. I, I'm talking about God meeting me where I am. Even the continuance faithfulness of Samuel. Samuel was faithful all the days of his life, over 40 years of ministry. 
He inducted Saul. He inducted David. And he, he even had something to do with induction of Solomon. Samuel was faithful. Then Samuel died and went to his grave and Saul called him up. Samuel came back from the day and said, why are you bothering me, boy? <laughs> Listen to me. Matthew talks about talents. Jesus gives us in Matthew 25 a formula to the talents. He said, he that has much will be given more. The much has to do with faithfulness. He that has nothing, is not faithful, won't be given anything. Are you praying with me? When I went in my concordance to look up the word faithfulness of God, it's, it's, it's mentioned in Isaiah 49. The faithfulness of God has to do with his character. In, in Psalm 89, it had, faithfulness of God is incomparable. It, it, in 2 Timothy 2, the faithfulness of God is unfailing. In Psalm 36, the faithfulness of God is infinite. In Psalm 119, 90, the faithfulness of God is everlasting. In 1 Kings 8, the faithfulness of God, amen, uh, is in, is in con it's, 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 it's in contact with his promises. Amen. In Psalm 132, the faithfulness of God is keeping his covenant. Amen. And then in Acts 2, 22 and 23, the faithfulness of God was to send Jesus to the cross. Can I get a witness? Uh, it, it was no accident that Jesus went to the cross. Satan didn't put Jesus on the cross. Romans didn't put Jesus on the cross. Jewish soldiers didn't put Jesus on the cross. It was preordained. Yes, Can I get a witness? The Godhead had a meeting before the foundation of the world. Can I get a witness? When there was nothing, when there was no planets, no universe, no angels, uh, they, they were beholding each other. That's what John's prologue in the beginning was the word. They were in, they were beholding each other's beauty. God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Ghost, and God the Father said, I got a plan. And the Son said, I'll make a payment. And the Holy Ghost said, and I'll confirm the transaction. Can I get a witness? It was planned that Jesus would take on flesh. It was planned that Jesus would, amen, restrict his own prerogatives. It was planned that Jesus would use none of his powers on earth, but he would yield to the Holy Ghost. It was planned that he would come to earth in a makeshift delivery room. It was planned that he would be hated, spit upon, crucified. It was planned that they would put him in the grave. But uh, I said, uh, Sunday morning, it was planned that he had to get up because David said in Psalm 16, there would be no corruption to his body. Can I get a witness? Child of God. That's why Paul said in Galatians 6, 9, 6, 10, and let us not be weary in well-doing. For in due season, you will reap if you faint not. Can I get a witness? If you just keep on keeping on, if you serve with the right motive, if you give with the right heart, if you hang in there with the right attitude, God said, I'm coming to bless you. I'm going to bless your children. I'm going to bless your home. I'm going to bless your future. I'm going to bless your body. I'm going to bless your mind. I'm going to bless your ministry. 
I'ma bless your vision. Can I get a witness? Let us, let us, let us not grow weary in well-doing. St. Matthews, thank you for your tithes. God's going to bless you. Thank you for your attendance. God's going to bless you. Thank you for your service. God's going to bless you. Thank you for your attitudes. God's going to bless you. He's not only going to bless you, he's going to bless your sons and your daughters. He's going to bless your marriage and your mind. Can I get a witness? Let us not be weary in our well-doing, for you shall reap, reap, if you faint not. But verse 10 says, do good especially to the house of God. For your labor, your labor, your labor is not in vain. Well, Pastor, how much you get paid from perfect peace? Nothing. Because there's nothing there. How much you get paid for being on the radio? Nothing. Because there's nothing there. Freely you have received, freely give. Listen to pastor. God said, for I'm not unrighteous to forget your labor of love, your work that's shown towards my name, and that you're minister to the saints and are ministering. You ought to have a mind to serve, a mind to submit, a mind to surrender. Listen, payday is coming. Can I get a witness? God will bless you if you bless him. Can I have a witness? Let's stay on our feet this morning. As every head is bowed, every eyes closed, if there's somebody here that needs to be saved or you want to join our church or your Christian experience, raise your hand. Is there one? We'd love to have you. Anybody want to join? I see your hand. Anybody want to join our church or become saved? Anybody? Jesus died for your sins, was buried, and rose again. Is there one? Praise Jesus. Come on. Amen. Is there another? Praise Jesus. Come on, darling. Glad to have you. Praise Jesus. Glad to have you, okay? Come on. Right here. Glad to have you. Is there another? Is there another? I'm going to ask that. Amen. Brother Arnold, take him in the back. Praise God. Praise Jesus. Thank you. You may be seated. Listen. Father, we thank you for the Lordship of Christ. Thank you for your word, for the souls. Now we make this transition into your supper. 
And on the night that you were betrayed, you took bread and broke it and said, take it, eat, this is my body. And then you passed grape juice and said, wine, and you said, drink, this is the blood of the new covenant.